What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. It is finally here, our NFL preview featuring Will Smith. We went up and down every single division. I even gave over-unders this year. A lot of homework was done by the three of us, so enjoy this one. We talked about the playoffs after that. We obviously picked our Super Bowl picks and champions. We did some individual awards, and obviously we fucked around a little bit too. Follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Sean and I will be back tomorrow with a rundown. And enjoy the pod, folks. Have you back on, Will? How you doing, man? Hey guys, what's going on? What's up, buddy? Good to have you back. Um, I'm excited for this. Did a few hours of a uh, few hours of research today, so this should be exciting. Um, do you want me to go over the format, Sean, that we all decided on before we lead off? Yeah, man. Introduce it. All right, so we're going to go division by division, one through four. I also added a little wrinkle in uh, team over-unders. Uh, then we're going to do our playoff order. I'm not doing the whole fucking playoff bracket. I really didn't want to get a headache. Um, so I just picked the champs of each league, and then I picked a bunch of individual award. Uh, real quick, who is your Walter Payton Man of the Year this year? Ooh. <laughs> a tough one um <laughs> let's see joe burrow joe burrow wow okay i'm gonna go with another joe as well i'm gonna go joe flacco joe flacco man of the year <laughs> i heard he really does give a lot he takes a lot but he gives a lot as well all right figured just uh the order i made it i did the nfc east first being that our guest team is in the nfc east as well as sean's kind of outweighs me i know we always start with the jets but figured we'd change it up this year um so boys why don't we start with the nfc east division um will you are our guest go ahead and lead us off four through one one through four whatever you want to do i like to do four through one but that's just me Whenever you're ready. I'm going to go four through one as well. Uh, I like four through one. Um, so at four, unfortunately, Sean, I'm sorry. I have the New York football giants at four. I have the Washington Carson Wentz commanders at three. The Philadelphia Eagles at two and my Dallas. Cowboys oh, my God. <laughs> so it's a big time homer pick, but Sean had to had to do it. That's fair, as long you as you did. admit it's a homer pick. Yeah. Uh, that you, you just signed Jason Peters to your practice squad. You understand that that's your offensive line now? <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to apologize to me, Will, too much, because I have the New York Giants finishing in the cellar of this division um, at 5-12. and 12. I have the Commanders, or the Commies, as I'm going to call them, at 3. Uh, your Dallas Cowboys coming in second in the division, and as much as it pains me to say it, the Philadelphia Eagles winning this division. Sean, I am uh, I'm right there with you. Um, 
I have the Giants. They are over under. And by the way, when I say this, uh, this is according to FanDuel as of earlier today. So it's very, very updated. Giants are at seven and a half. I took the under on that one. Uh, at three, I have the Washington football team. I refuse to call them by that name. I like the football team much better. I'm aware of their name. This isn't a mistake, but I refuse to call them by that name. Their over-under is eight and a half. I slam the under on that one. I have the Dallas Cowboys at number two. Their over-under is at nine and a half. I am taking the over on that one. I think they're going to sit right there at 10 wins. And then I have the Philadelphia Eagles, nine and a half as well. I took their over. Um, Boys, you want to discuss it? Um, The one thing I will say, I don't think we really need to discuss the bottom of the division much unless you want to talk about the Giants. But, um, well, I heard a stat. Um, about Tyron Smith. It was very interesting. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, I believe, when Tyron Smith is on the is on the field, are fourth in the run game, and they go to 31st when he's off the field. And they are ninth in the passing game when he's on the field, and they go to 29th, something like that. That was alarming to me, and that alone made me change my decision to the Philadelphia Eagles. I still think the Cowboys will hit 10 wins, and I do believe they'll make the playoffs, but that just kind of made me flip-flop it. How do you feel about that? No, what you said is completely accurate, and being a Dallas fan my whole life is um, 100% accurate, but uh, I just look at it as, yeah, we signed Jason Peters, the 40-year-old left tackle. We're going to start a rookie that we drafted in the first round at left tackle, Tyler Smith, who is a basically a raw version of Tyron Smith. So we'll see. And if Jason Peters comes in, he holds the fort down until Tyron Smith comes back in late December and the Cowboys are in the playoff hunt and they're getting healthy. I'm not really worried about it. I don't care about winning the division. I just care about winning the playoffs, which we don't do. But I wish that we can do that. But um, you're 100% right with your your stats there. Also, the main thing about Dallas is Zeke needs to play like the $60 million that we're paying him. So I believe Zeke was hurt last year, and I think he will have a better season. It's going to be tough running against a lesser offensive line. Um, And it's also, in my opinion, it's – you know, Dalton Schultz is really going to have to step up this year, and Michael Gallup's going to have to get healthy fast. Yeah, 100%. Like, Michael Gallup's probably what they said, uh, Jerry Jones said earlier today, he said if uh, week one was the Super Bowl, Michael Gallup be playing. So that's what it sounds like he'll be playing week two. Um, but, you know, they, they have that talented rookie, Justin Tolbert, um, that they drafted in the third round. Uh, he's looked good in preseason, he's looking to camp. So, I don't know, but it um, looks like C.D. Lamb's going to be double. So, like you said, yep. Dalton Schultz needs to step up. Absolutely. I mean, I love C.D. Lamb to death. I think he's a dynamic wide receiver. It's just he's going to be getting all that attention. I mean, I the, other thing that, the, the, the other thing that I said is, like, why don't you think about putting Tony Pollard in the slot? Absolutely. A little Le'Veon Bell roll. Sean, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at Dallas, like, they're they're gonna put up points. They generally always do. The offensive line does worry me a lot. Zeke, you know, I think he's a legitimate question mark. If you want to look at it, glass is half full. Yeah, you can say he's gonna have a comeback season after being hurt last year. You want to look at it, glass half empty. Also, somewhat realistic as maybe his best days are behind him, and they got to figure that balance out with Pollard. Um, the defense is a question mark, despite having Micah Parsons and Diggs who had 
you know, all those interceptions last year, but he's not a good cover corner. Well, I think you can admit that, right? So 100%. they're going to yeah, give I think up he's gonna regress too. as well. Just regress to the mean when it comes to picks. He had fucking 11 last year. Yeah, exactly. Like I also, I mean, maybe a little bit of homework, but I don't think Dallas's defense is taking a step back. You got Anthony Barr, who's going to rush the passer as well. You have Demarcus Lawrence still there. Yeah, you lose Randy Gregory. Right, Gregory's a tough loss. Yeah, but yeah, you have Micah Parsons. You have um, – that secondary is not good coverage-wise, but they're freak athletes. Javon Curse and Trayvon Diggs and Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, they're all freak athletes. Like how Byron Jones was. Byron Jones is not a good corner. Byron Jones is just a freak athlete. That's why he was good in Dallas, and that's why he's good in Miami. You got to hope, hope that Dallas is close to the league leading turnovers. If that's the case, then I think they can win the division. Enforce turnovers, obviously. Yeah, I I just have concerns about their ability to get stops late in games and outscore teams, which I think is something that they're going to have to do. You guys want to know? But they're going to be in playoff contention. I think that that is what it is in this really bad NFC. And, you know, talking about the bottom of this division, boys, you know, the Giants I have winning five games. Tom, you said you slammed the under. Will, where do you have them finishing? Oh, under? definitely under. Definitely under because Tyrod Taylor should be starting week seven when Daniel Jones has seven picks and three fumbles. See, I think he's going to start. I think he's going to start because Daniel Jones is going to get hurt again. Mm, and that's really way. what it that's really what it comes down to with this team. Like, I'm trying to look at this optimistically. And, you know, I just don't think that they have – they're probably the least talented team of all the teams. Like, I don't think Washington's great. I think they're going to have issues. They have a good and, defense, though. Washington has good defense. Yeah, they have some They have some playmakers on offense, too. And Wentz, I mean, up until he shit the bed and collapsed last year, actually had a really good year. We kind of talked about that on the QB tiers pod. But, you know, when you look at the talent, the Giants clearly have the least amount and – when you look at Washington, I think that they're going to be frisky. I have them winning eight games, but it's just not going to be able to contend with, with the Cowboys and, and obviously the Eagles. The Giants, the Giants for me was one of the most glaring over-unders there. Like, I, I, I thought it was a typo at seven and a half games. People, there are some people who are, like, kind of bullish on this team. I guess you'd have to be I all in on Danny it. Dimes, huh? That or, you know, I think it's more a Dable thing. Yeah. And then the, the only other thing I'll say about the Cowboys, and I think we can agree on all of this, the one thing that we really didn't mention was their head coach is, uh, I think he's going to be the biggest problem of all. I mean, yeah, he uh, is probably the worst clock manager of all time. Um, Aaron Rodgers made Mike McCarthy what Mike McCarthy is. But uh, what it comes down to is the reason I put the Cowboys, obviously a little bit of homer pick, obviously. But everybody's talking about the Eagles being like a Super Bowl fucking dark horse. And I'm like, Dallas plays better when nobody talks about them. When everybody's like, oh, we're going to write them off. That's why I put Dallas first. I'm like, everybody's writing the Cowboys off because they suck. I think, well, nobody's ever going to not talk about them. Yeah, the they're married. Just FYI. Yeah, true. I, I think I just think the Eagles are so talented everywhere that they're gonna make like I, Dak has to do so much to make up for the I lack of talent. I just don't trust Jalen Hurts. I just don't trust Jalen Hurts. I don't. I don't trust Jalen Hurts to win a playoff game, but I think he's gonna do enough in the regular season, especially with the weapons that they have on offense, but defense, they also have offensive zero line. Running game. So they have zero running game. Like you just play for the pass. I don't. Miles I don't Sanders agree with that. Up. I mean, Jalen Hurts alone can run. I think Miles Sanders is going to have a much better year this year, mm. and I think Gainwell is going to have a good year as well. I, I I have a feeling between the two of them, they're probably between the two running backs, they're going to get at least twelve hundred yards this year. I think their offensive of, line is great. 
I think there's a lot of nuance when I talk when we talk about the Eagles. Like I have them winning 12 games, and yeah. you know, it seems like there's this you know mutually exclusive relationship. The way people are talking about the Eagles heading into the season is okay. They're going to win the division, and they're also a dark horse Super Bowl team. I don't think that's true at all. Two separate things. I do think things. they're winning this division, but I only have them at 12 wins. I don't have them looking like they're going to run through the NFC playoffs yeah. and get to the Super Bowl. I'd be uh, to be honest. I think they win. They win the. They win the division, and then I. I believe I have them at the. I believe I have them around here as the one seed, just based off the fact that the other teams have much tougher schedules. Hey, but I could see them losing in the first round of the playoffs. Also, I, I would not surprise me if they lose to Detroit and Detroit is one. Oh, I don't disagree. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, you know, everybody can panic, but I still think that they're going to have their lion's share of victories this season because they are going to have a lot of offensive firepower and they they have good defense. But, yeah, I mean, to me, I think they're going to be a really decent regular season team. And then when, you know, the the game changes in the playoffs, Jalen Hurts is going to have to win a lot of games against much better competition with his arm, which I don't think he can do. No doubt. All right, you boys ready to move on to the NFC North? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we'll keep it rolling. Uh, so at four, I have, you know, I'm just taking the hard knocks here. Four, I have the Bears. Three, I have the Lions. Two, I have the Packers. And winning the NFC North, I have the Minnesota Vikings. Sean? Yeah, Will, I'm going to marry you right there. I'm right there with you, boys. Bears at five and a half games. I'm going under there. Uh, the Lions are at six and a half. I'm taking the over there. Packers at ten and a half, slamming that under. And then Minnesota at nine point five. I'm obviously taking the over. Over. Yeah, I have I have the Vikings winning twelve. I have the Packers winning eleven. Both as both as playoff teams. Yeah. And then I've got the Lions winning six games. I think that they're actually a pretty talented team. They have a really good offensive line. I, I don't think Goff. I mean, I know we, we disagree on golf. I don't think he's the absolute worst thing in the world. I think he can help win you some games. I, mean, I think the Bears are going to be in contention for – they're going to be fighting for the worst team in the league. 100%. Also, uh, he, he missed two key players on the uh, the Lions. Uh, I think DeAndre Swift is a game changer because um, he can catch the ball, he can run the ball, and then when Jameson Williams is fully healthy, yep. that guy is no doubt. unbelievable. His speed, and defense, his cuts. And, and they their have, defense would be a lot better with And Hutchins. they have a top offensive line as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. And I think the Bears are going to be duking it out for the Alabama quarterback or the uh, other top-ranked guy. So you think that if they really shit the bed this year, uh, that the Justin Fields train is, is pretty much come to a stop? Not I mean, it's hard because ju- yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard. Nobody's tied to him. It's also the same thing with Daniel Jones. Like his best target is Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney. It's kind of hard to like pinhole that guy into something with a bad offensive line, a subpar defense, and you're going to pinhole him because he had Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet like as his number one and number two targets. Like it's right. kind of hard to. Same with Daniel Jones. You know, you had Sterling Shepard when he played seven games a year. Honestly, Will, it's kind of the case with every young quarterback. It was the same with Darnold. You know, these guys get drafted into terrible, terrible spots. But, you know, to that point, though, I I think that they're going to try to make it work with Fields. They need to just see that he plays well, even if they continue to lose. Because I don't think if you 
draft another quarterback, that quarterback going to save or solve any of the problems that field. No, have. not at all. What do you think, Tom? I just think quarterbacks have such a short leash, and with a new regime in Chicago, I mean, they're not, they don't have anything invested in him. Right. And I you mean, see and it time uh, and time again. I mean, that's a, you know that's why I put the Vikings ahead of, and maybe this is three years later than Sean's MVP pick, but <laughs> Kirk Cousins looking pretty good right about now. I think just getting rid of their head coach is worth two wins alone. Also, it also helps when the Packers' best receiver target is Alan Lazard. Yeah, like yeah, how long are we going to see Rodgers continue to drag a not great team, especially now with Devontae gone, to, you know, 13, 14 wins? Yeah, I mean, he's going to make Alan Lazard into a 1,000-yard receiver, but what, what else do you have? Robert Tunyon's injured. Like, I can't even name you the second guy on – they're the, the guy that drafted probably, but that, that's really that's really all the Packers have. I mean, yeah, you have uh, Quadzilla and AJ Dillon and um, what's his name? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. That's it. Good name job, Tom. Um, yeah. Aaron Jones, but like <laughs> Aaron Jones might be playing a lot of slot this year. Yeah, they just. I mean, they have a really good defense, and I think Rodgers is going to drag them to the playoffs, but they're not good enough to beat the Vikings. The only thing that scares probably all three of us is Kirk. 100%. But, like, if Kirk just does not turn the ball over, I mean, he'll, he'll be fine. You have Dalvin Cook, you have Justin Jefferson, you have Adam Thielen, you have Irv Smith. You have a decent defense. Justin Jefferson this year, boys, going for 2,000 yards. You heard it here first. Yeah, well, cousin, Cousins does, you know, rack up the stats, so that's entirely possible. And, and guys, I'm just kind of looking at the Vikings, even though I picked them to win the division. I have them winning 12 games just like I had the Eagles. I kind of look at those two teams very similarly. I think they're both going to be really decent to very high-end regular season teams, put up a lot of points, play good defense, make you think of what could be come playoff time. But then, you know, Again, when they get into the playoffs, I just don't look at them as a team that's going to be playing in the NFC Championship or potentially going to Vegas to play in the Super Bowl. I, I agree with that 100%, but the Vikings got to hope that every game is played at 1 o'clock, not on TV. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to the NFC South. Um, an interesting division here, fellas. Will, why don't you lead us off and uh, let us know how much you love Baker Mayfield. Uh, I love him. Uh, I love him enough not to put him in last place in the division. What a guy! I can tell you that. Uh, so I have the Falcons finishing fourth, Panthers uh, three, and it might be a little different from you guys. I have the Bucks finishing second and the Saints finishing first. Yeah, that is a little different for me. Just flip flop one and two, but I agree. The Falcons are the worst. I have the Panthers in third, winning nine games. Saints winning ten at second, and then the Bucks winning eleven uh, at first. Yeah, I will. I, I got to be honest. I, I love Jameis so much, and I stared at the Saints for a long time, debating on whether or not I was going to flip-flop my picks, but I'm with Sean on this one. Um, I had the Falcons four and a half games. Uh, you guys got to help me out on this one. I, I just I can't tell with Mariota. Do I go over or under here? I think this is the only one that I left blank. I would take, I would take the over just because Desmond Ritter is probably going to be starting week six. Sean, what do you I think? have them winning seven games. 
Okay, I'm taking the over then because that's a pretty astounding over. All right, so that's over. I got the Panthers going over it on their six and a half. The Saints have an eight and a half. I'm taking the over there, and the Bucks are at ten and a half. I'm hitting the under there. I, I just, I don't know if the Bucks are going to hit cruise control or whatnot. I think the Bucks are right there at, at a ten win team. The Saints are at a nine win team. Um, Unfortunately, the Saints are my first team out for the playoffs, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Anybody notable here? I mean, Tom Brady has, by the way, boys, has been acting super weird lately, and I, I don't. Maybe he just maybe sleeper. I don't know. Pick you know if we want to put an alternate alternate spread uh, for wins, and we pick the Bucks to win like five games because Tom Brady gets fed up and retires like four games into the season. So. I understand the questions, but there's one thing that I've learned of uh, the time of watching football, um, and that's to never doubt Tom Brady or his desire to win. And I think a lot of this has just been he doesn't want to be in camp. Maybe he has some shit going on. But when week one starts and those games matter, it's Tom fucking Brady. So I'm not going to really worry about any of those questions like I would for other guys. Um, I think that they're – you know, going to struggle. I, I only have them winning 11 games. I don't have mm. them winning 13, 14. Um, there's some problems on that offensive line. Jansen's out for the year. They had another injury to the offensive line, but I, I just think it's Tom Brady. There's still plenty of enough weapons on that offense. I think the defense will make enough plays. Um, and I, I just don't trust Dennis Allen at all. The last time he yep. had coached was with, was with the Raiders, and it was an abject failure. You don't so trust Dennis Allen and Jameis. That's the only reason that I have that I have Tampa winning. Well, give me the case for the Saints, my friend, because that is a big risk on Jameis and Dennis Allen together. So my my case for that and, you know, watching all what I hear and all that, the Saints have the best defense in that division by far with uh, Davenport and Cam Jordan on the edges. That's the best defensive pairing probably in the league, in my opinion. Um, you got a good secondary. You have a good set of linebackers. If Jameis doesn't turn the ball over, you have Kamara. Michael Thomas is back, the slant god. He's back. You have that rookie Olave who is up there for rookie of the year. Um, I think if the Saints don't turn the ball over, yeah, he, it, you know, uh, just I think the Saints, if they play and Jameis doesn't lose games for them by throwing to the linebacker when he doesn't even see them, I think the Saints are a better team than the Bucs. That's a pretty big if there, Will. Yeah. It is a bit of pretty big if, but also the Saints have the Buccaneers number. They do. They do, especially at home. They Let do. me tell you. I'm, but they still have to win more games than them in division. <laughs> Outside of the Jets, I am not rooting for a team heavier than the Saints and Jameis to, to do well. Because I'm, I'm a big Jameis fan. Of course. I mean, I think we all want to see him. He's also... Oh, of course. He's also thought of as a comeback player of the year candidate, a strong one if, at, at that. So, listen, they have the talent. They have a lot of things that you like, but I still think when it comes down to it, they have to win a lot. They have to win more games overall, even if they have the Bucks number than the Bucks. And I just don't know if they can do that um, because there are some limitations on this team. And all those ifs will, I mean, they have to manifest. And those are a lot of ifs to, to break right. Like also like the NFC East, like would you be surprised if that division came down to the last week of the season, just like the NFC East usually does? Oh no, absolutely not. Not at all. 
boys, let's talk out the Panthers here. I know we have very differing opinions on Baker and what this team maybe could be. So, Tom, how about you start off talking about the Panthers, and then, Will, you go after Tom. I, I don't really mind the Panthers. Um, I mean, they have some they have a lot of question marks, but they do have some blue-chip players. McCaffrey's actually my pick. I'm giving all my fucking my picks for uh, individual players. He's my pick for comeback player of the year this year. I think he's going to have a massive year. If you have the first pick in your fantasy draft, just go balls to the wall with him. If he, if he gets hurt, you're going to lose anyways. If he doesn't get hurt, you're going to win the league. Um I, I think Baker is just uh, – DJ Moore has had 1,200 yards, I think, every single season of his career. He's had well over 1,000 each year, and he's had doo-doo throwing him the ball. Believe it or not, I think Baker is a massive upgrade to every quarterback he's ever had. He's going to have a, a major season, and I think they have just enough defense and offense in order to pro- – I think they're going to win like eight games this year, maybe nine. They're going to go right around that whatever the new version of the 500 mark is. No, I, I agree with that totally, a hundred percent. But you know, like I think we would all be in lockstep, or at least close to lockstep. If Sam Darnold starting for the Panthers this year, would you put the Falcons maybe close? It's probably it would one be game apart. it would be a conversation for sure. It would it'd definitely be a conversation. But I think, Baker, like you said, Baker is a huge upgrade. And like that's my said, baby boy, said, though. Watch, yeah, watch I, your mouth. Yeah. That's my baby boy. Well, so. He can he, he can hold the clipboard. That's fine. Clipboard Jesus, um, but. They Baker's a huge upgrade there, and like you said, DJ Moore, twelve hundred yards with nobody throwing to him. Yeah, I mean he's like you said, DJ Moore got twelve hundred yards with PJ Walker throwing to him. You got to play for the CFL. So I, I think Baker's a major upgrade if McCaffrey stays healthy. That's obviously huge as well. But if McCaffrey stays healthy, that team is going to upset a lot of people. The question I got for you boys is, it's not about the Panthers this year. I think this is an interesting question. Two, three, whatever years down the line, do you think Baker Mayfield is still playing quarterback for the Carolina Panthers? Have they found somewhat of their guy here? Do you guys think he's good enough to do that? Well, no. I, I, go ahead, Sean. No, I don't. I, I, think, he's, I think he's a my thing with Baker's, I think he's a really good front runner. Case I Keenum? think when everything's going real well, I think he's a guy that you really want to have quarterbacking your team. I think when there's adversity and things aren't going so well, that's a guy that you don't want quarterbacking your team. And even though you mentioned some of those blue chip kind of players, do we know Matt Rule's a good coach? Because he's definitely a candidate for first coach fired. There already yep. seems to be yep. uh, Tepper, the uh, the owner, already seems to regret giving Rule all that autonomy. You've got. Uh, Benny with the hair now taking over from Joe Brady at offensive coordinator. Like, there's a lot of question marks with this team, and if things go bad, I mean Baker can play well, but if they start the season one and three, zero oh and four, I mean you're looking at Rule probably getting fired, and then how good is Baker having not being a front runner? So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he maybe has a year or two in Carolina, and then you know he's going to be one of those guys that kind of bounces around a little bit. See, I'm going to somewhat disagree with Sean because if you know, obviously, I don't think Matt Rose is a good coach either. But if Baker Mayfield Baker Mayfield is winning nine, ten games a season with that Carolina team, like he'll be there. Maybe they'll draft the quarterback in two two years from now in the second. Well, round. they have Matt Corral that they drafted. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would they take uh, him in the third? Yeah. Yeah, but also Matt Corral's still third on the depth chart behind Sam Darnold. Well, he's so, hurt, so, I mean, he'll still be third behind Sam Darnold. But yep. if Baker's winning you nine, ten games a year, and you're on the cusp of fighting for the playoffs in end of December, 
I mean, you can't say that he's, I wouldn't say he's the guy, but he's competitive. But that's what Tom asked, right? There's a lot of guys that win eight, nine. I mean, look at Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he played for how many teams? Exactly. But also, I don't think the Panthers will waste something and trade up because they know that they're somewhat in it. Is Baker Mayfield going to win three playoff games? No. Well, he's See, a major where... upgrade from what they're what they've had. Then, if he starts to play better and he's not delivering in the playoffs, or he's a first round exit in the playoffs, the expectations change. And if he's not delivering, they might be looking for somebody else, just like Cleveland. Was. And that's the thing is we you know you always say oh this team's never going to trade up, and then look at history. Every team's trade enough to get a quarterback pretty much outside of uh, outside of the New England Patriots. Yeah, we did our quarterback tiers, right? And, like, all those guys in the top tier, those are guys that have stayed pretty much for the most part with one team or have had a lot, a long run of sustained yeah, success. Yeah, the top two tiers, top two tiers, basically. Right. So is Baker in that category for the next couple no. of years? And that's, no. you know, to answer Tom's question, I, I don't think he is. All right, boys. So we were a little flip-flop there. Will likes the Saints better than us, but I, I really do feel, I feel the Saints this year, and I'm going to be rooting for Jameis. Let's move on to the NFC West. Go ahead. I think this is uh, this last team. I think we're all going to be in lockstep there, and they're uh, another yeah, candidate. I have the um, Seattle Fighting Genos at four. <laughs> I have the Cardinals at three, the Niners at two, and the Rams at one. Right there with you, Will. I'm right there as well. I got the Hawks five and a half. I'm going under. Cardinals eight and a half. I'm going under. Keep an eye on Kingsbury for first coach fired. Uh, Niners nine and a half. I'm going over. And Rams ten and a half. I'm actually going under. I think that they're both going to have ten wins, but the Rams are going to have the tiebreaker against the Niners, so they are going to be right there um, in the one seed. Um, Cardinals no D Hop, and we don't really have to talk about the Seahawks, do we? By the way, no, no. I mean, Sean. I do feel bad for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but the only question I have for Seattle is: Will they be fighting with a team like the Bears is for the worst team in the league, or are they going to be slightly above that? Are they going to be more like Giants and Falcons range? No, I think they're going to be fighting for it because I think it's going to flip flop between Geno Smith and Drew Lock because Geno Smith will come out week one. I know that's you know he's playing the Jets. I don't want to say, uh, Tom to get upset, but. Um, like when he throws six interceptions in the first three games, like do you start decide to start Drew Locke? It's hilarious uh, that the guy you're yeah. gonna go to is Drew Locke. Like I feel no exactly. better, no better at all. Exactly. So it's either it's a double edged sword. It's either suck or suck. Yep. So I guess the Seahawks suck. Um, Cardinals. I mean, D. Kyler Murray is a different player when DeAndre Hopkins isn't on the field. I know they went out and got Hollywood Brown. Um, they lost a lot of players defensively this past year, um, including Chandler Jones. Um, I just don't see it. I, and Cliff Kingsbury went, loses a lot of dumb games, and I'm I'm slamming that under. A hundred percent. Also, offensive wise too. I want to see James Connor. James Connor does with a, a full workload. You don't have Chase Edmonds anymore because he's in Miami. True. Yeah, I have them winning seven games, and that might be a little generous. I don't feel good about this team at all. I really don't like the vibe around the Kyler contract. They give them all this money, but then they put in that studying clause. And Should we put that in Will's contract when we sign him? Yeah, I think that would be good, just <laughs> to make sure he doesn't get you know think he has a secure job. Yeah. Well, if me, if me and Kyler Murray want to play Call of Duty together, we're playing Call of Duty. 
true. Will's a video game guy too. We got the same issue over here. Yeah. See, we all right. Well, Tom, we gotta we gotta discuss this. Uh, oh, maybe we'll after. talk to the secretary. See what he says before we put you on the payroll, Will. But um, you know, I think the thing with Kingsbury is this, guys. His shortcomings as a coach can be excused if he's developing Kyler and Kyler's playing really well. The minute that that goes away, Ky- or Kingsbury really doesn't have anything in his in his resume, right? So they they need him to play really really high end football to save Kingsbury's life. And I just don't I don't like the vibe around Kyler. Again, I'm going to use the term. I think he's a great front runner, but as soon as adversity's faced, like he was in that playoff game, and as we've seen the last two years and the second half of the season. He's not the same guy, and now starting without Hopkins and and some of those notable losses that you that you mentioned, I, I don't feel good about this team at all. No, I don't feel good about this team either. Uh, so it's just if you know what what more can Kyler Murray do? I mean, Mister, what, what do you call him? September, October, Mister September, October. Yeah, and then he sucks for the rest of the year. But if he's throwing for three hundred plus yards and a couple touchdowns, maybe an interception, but they're losing by ten, it's you know. It's everybody they lost. I'm really happy I moved him into my tier three for quarterbacks. I put Carr up there, and I also updated it and decided to put Lamar in tier two as well. Um, You guys talked me into that. Yeah, I I just – Kyler, I mean, listen, if he's on your fantasy team, he's going to put up the numbers, but outside of that, he's not going to win you games when it's nut crunching time. 100%. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the top of this division then. We've got the Rams – winning and the 49ers coming in second i have both um you know as potential playoff teams with the 49ers i have them winning nine games you know it's weird with this team guys like they brought back jimmy g which we haven't talked about on the pod yet but you know he has this no trade clause he's looming in the background there's a lot of fans of him in that room but they're giving trey lance the opportunity to take this job and run with it I don't ever like that with young quarterbacks. I think they have to be given the opportunity to fuck up a little bit and drive the car. Um, my question is, if he has a rough week one or week two, is is Garoppolo coming in, and then what's the vibe around this team? I actually like that, and I usually don't like it in certain circumstances, but I just think this team right now is built to win, and they have so much talent around these quarterbacks that you can't have a – this guy's going to fuck up all season and we're going to go 7-10 and 10 kind of year. Like, you need to win now with this kind of talent. No, uh, I also 100% guarantee, and it was a smart move by the Niners because I don't think they're all in on Trey Lance, obviously, because if they were, they would have traded Garoppolo. But it's we're going to try the Trey Lance experiment. We're playing a tough division, meaning just us and the Rams. I mean, the Cardinals and Seahawks, obviously. But... It's just, it's kind of hard for a guy that's like, I think I'm going to be the guy, but I have this guy breathing down my neck, so it's going to be a little pressure on Trey Lance, obviously. But I think every mistake Trey Lance makes, he's like, All right, I'm losing my job. I'm losing my yep. job. I'm yep. losing my job. I and agree with that. It's going to be that. a turmoil in the locker room. No, I agree with that, and it could it could bite them in the ass. I totally see that happening. And I totally see Trey Lance's agent at the end of the season putting out a little tidbit where he, you know, he he was uncomfortable the whole season and blah blah blah. I'm just Jimmy G brought him to a Super Bowl. He brought him to the championship game last year, and 
I just think a lot of teams were waiting on waiting on them to cut them, and they just never did. Or waiting on an e- a better trade package, and I just think that they that they feel that they are just built to win right now. And if Trey Lance can't do it, then they're just going to slide Jimmy in there real quick. Yep, and to me that just spells complete you know disaster for the culture. Football is such a culture sport, um, and yeah, I mean I'm sure that there's the excitement around what Trey Lance could be, but. I'm sure there's a lot of vets in that locker room that know that they have a really good chance to win when Jimmy G's lining up under center. Um, how do we feel about the Rams, guys? I have them winning 11 games. I don't think there's a Super Bowl hangover, but there's questions about this roster and and if they're going to play with the same level of intensity during the regular season, having just won the Super Bowl. So where do you guys fall on them? I mean, uh, the Rams have just won the Super Bowl. They upgraded a little bit of defense. Bobby Wagner, their linebackers were a problem last year. Obviously, it didn't matter. Um, but even with the Odell, I don't even know if he's a free agent now, but I think Allen Robinson is a good uh, compliment to Cooper Cup. I mean, Allen Robinson played with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields and all that stuff in, in Chicago. So having a quarterback to actually Not he played in Jacksonville ball, before that, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think he's a definite upgrade over Robert Woods. So it helps Cooper Cup not being triple teamed every single time. Uh, the w- one thing that scares me is their running game. I mean, their running game scares me. Um, I like their running game. Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers? Yeah, but also their defense is older. Um, but you lose Whitworth at left tackle, all pro left tackle. Um, so, I mean, the Rams are going to win this division. They'll be in the playoffs, they'll be in the hunt. But um, do I th- think they're going back to Super Bowl? I don't think so. But... I, li- I like this team. I, I don't. I think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna play balls to the wall. I, I think they're gonna lose a few games that they would have won last year. But I think they're gonna end up with this division. They're gonna win the games they need to win. There's just too much pedigree on this team, and I really like them bringing in Robinson as kind of a well. Who knows? Like you said, Will, he's still a free agent, but as as of now, he's an Odell Beckham replacement. Um, a little bit healthier than Odell Beckham as of right now. Robinson, I think, is a really good wide receiver. Kind of like DJ Moore, a guy who had, you know, fucking basically me and you throwing him the ball out there, and he just throws up a 1,000-yard season after a 1,000-yard season over his career. Finally has a halfway decent quarterback on a really good offense. And I always love when the team that wins, whatever league it is, whatever sport it is, I always love when that team brings in a hungry guy. Because yeah, hungry dogs call. eat first, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got them, I got them right at ten wins, but I think that's going to be enough to win this division. I think they're going to get the tiebreaker against them. Uh, you guys want to go through your playoff order? Sure. Well, lead us off, man. All right. With the, uh, it's tough. It's it, I had it between two people, and uh, with the number one, and it's going to be scary for both of you. Uh oh. But I have the Minnesota Vikings okay. as the best team in the NFC. Uh, I have the Rams at two. I have the Cowboys at three. The Saints at four. And then wild card Bucks and Eagles. What about the seventh? Yeah, there's a seventh team. So throw one oh, in there. Oh, there's seven. Uh, the Packers. There you okay. go. There you go. All right. Go ahead, Sean. Oh, yeah, I got I got Minnesota also as the one seed, winning 12 games. I have the Eagles as the two seed, also winning 12 games. And then um, two 11-win teams there, the Bucks at three going 11-6, and, and the Rams at four going 11-6. and six. 
And then the Packers is the first wild card team, the Cowboys is the second wild card team, and the New Orleans Saints as the third wild card team at ten and seven. That's scary because I have Minnesota as my one seed as well. Please excuse me while I bet every single under I possibly can for Minnesota. Yep. This yep. is yep. this is this is not good. Um, I have the Eagles at two, the Bucks at three, Rams at four, Niners at five, Packers at six. I'd probably flip flop to the Packers and the Niners, and then the Cowboys at seven. Uh, just eking into the playoffs there, um, boys. Who's going to the Super Bowl for you out of the NFC? Go ahead, Joel. Well, no, you first. Oh, so now we're switching orders, huh? Yes, they can control over here. Jeez. Yeah, seriously. All right, uh, I'm going to roll with the Rams. You know, it, it's it's tough. It, I have them and the Bucks. Just, I think we all are worried about what Jalen Hurts and what Kirk Cousins are going to do in the playoffs and go on a long run. So I disqualified them. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think that team's nearly good enough. And by the way, he has not played great in the playoffs the last couple of years. So I have to rely on the team that won it last year, um, and I think the Rams are capable of doing it again, despite whatever adversity they face in the regular season. And guys, you know, when it comes down to it, they just—they were just there. They made the plays they had to make. Stafford, the questions have been answered with him, and I just don't know if the Bucks with that offensive line are, are going to be able to keep it all together. But uh, I'm going to go with the Rams to run it back. I know that's always a dangerous thing, but. Uh, I just when I'm looking at this conference, I just don't feel nearly as good about anybody else. Well, I mean, I, also the NFC is so wide open; it's crazy. But uh, you know, this one's for Sean. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Fighting Kirk Cousins. Uh, going love Jesus Google. Christ! I got to get on Fanduel right now. I got to bet every under I can for Minnesota. <laughs> this is scary. I knew you were going to take them too, Will. You sounded so high on them from the jump. Oh, I'm so high on the Vikings. Well, for me. I just can't I, – I cannot see Kirk Cousins in a Super Bowl in one of those special uniforms with the patch on it. I just can't see it. And, by the way, if they do make it to the Super Bowl, that's a – by the way, that is a primetime game. I don't know if you guys knew that the Super Bowl was a primetime game. Oh. Well, I am uh, – whatever Kirk alternate already, line Kirk for the – applied if they went to the Bowl and gets played at 1 p.m. <laughs> on, <laughs> okay. Uh, Comedy Central. That's in his, that's in his contract. <laughs> Um, yeah, but if they do make it to the Super Bowl, I'm taking an alternate line for the opposing team, minus 20. Um, but I have the Rams going back with Sean. Just looking at this division, I crossed off the Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings just because I don't see them being able to do it. I The Cowboys, I think, are going to – I'm hoping, for your sake, Will, for the long term, I'm hoping the Cowboys lose in the first round, as usual, tradition, tales old as time. And finally, nice. Jerry sees the light and maybe hires, I don't know, Sean Payton. Um, well, this is the thing. If Dallas, this, these are rumors I heard being a Dallas fan. If Dallas doesn't make the NFC Championship game, McCarthy's fired, and they're going to hire Sean Payton. I mean, you hope so. I mean, it's like, does Jerry think he's going to live to 120? Does I mean, he he might. <laughs> he's got the money. To, <laughs> he's got the money for the, for that. But I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry pulls like a, a Ted Williams move where he like freezes his head. Also, I wouldn't. I also would not be opposed to Kellen Moore being the head coach. Get a young guy in there. Anybody but McCarthy. The guy's a fucking corpse. Uh-huh. But yeah, I have the Rams going back. Just I use Sean. I use the process of elimination there, and I just think that the pedigree will get them there eventually. And I just don't think. I think it was between the Bucks and the Rams for me, and I just don't think that the Bucks are going to be able to hold up. Agreed. Yep. 
All right, boys. We're moving over to the AFC. We're going to start with the AFC East. Um, looking at the over-unders, this is a this is a tough division. Will, I'm going to let you lead us off here. Go ahead. All right. uh, sorry, Tom, but uh, Jets are finishing fourth, but pound the over. Thank you. Um, uh, then, then I have might be different from you guys. I have the New England Patriots finishing finishing third. Then I have the Dolphins at two and the Bills at one. Right there with you, Will. Again, I'm right there as well. I got the Jets in fourth, but I'm pounding the over at five and a half games. Pats in third. Uh, under eight and a half fins in second under eight and a half. I, I think the Pats win like six games this year and the Dolphins win like seven, maybe eight. Um, I, I, I tried to talk myself into them, but I just hate Tua so much that I just couldn't see them going above 500. And then I got the bills 11 and a half wins. I'm taking the over on that one. I think they're going to, they're going to sweep every single game in this division alone. And that gives them what six wins right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything, yeah, so anything my, to say uh, there? I, I have a question for you, Tom. The Jets start out three and one, and Joe Flacco's absolutely slain. What do you do? You got to play Zach Wilson. I'm sorry. I just first of all, I think Zach Wilson's going to start like week two or three, but you got to start Zach Wilson, and you know that's going to happen. You know the Jets are going to week win week one, and somehow Flacco's going to pull like a 275 yard game with you know two or three touchdowns out of his ass with no turnovers and Brees Hall's gonna go fucking off in the first game but you have to start Zach Wilson you've invested way too much in him not to start him yeah like what good does it do the Jets if Joe Flacco is winning games you know he's not gonna win a Super Bowl for you and you know he's not even gonna make the playoffs yeah. right so it's yeah, Tom, you're obviously right. But, you know, I, I was feeling really good about this Jets team until I saw their schedule again and realized how insanely hard it is. Yep. And also, too, Wilson now is probably going to miss the first four weeks. That was something that uh, Schefter uh, reported today. Oh, so great. You're looking at the first four weeks of the season being a Joe Flacco vehicle. That's a tough schedule that they're starting off with, and it never really gets a lot easier. It's weird. I really like the Jets and what they possibly could be, but I also don't think they're going to win a lot of games. Also, I can tell you this right now. Jets with the points, week one, revenge game, Joe Flacco against the Ravens. (laughs) I'm staying away from that one, although I do have to pick it probably tomorrow, Sean, unless you want to do a quick one tonight. No, no, no. We're going to do it tomorrow. Um, But, yeah, guys, okay, let's talk about the middle of this division that we've got. We've got the Patriots third. We've got the Dolphins second. Uh, where do we have these in terms of wins? I, I have the Patriots winning uh, seven games and the Dolphins winning eight. Uh, I think they're both pretty similar, but you know, I just think the addition of Tyreek is huge. And whether two is actually great or not, I don't. I don't believe he is. But I don't love this New England team. I don't. I just don't think that they're very good at all. I mean, no, England, there, go ahead, Will. Go ahead, go ahead no, you go. New England has made terrible draft picks over like the last five years. They lost Kyle Van Noy as well, a pretty good defensive player, although he had a terrible year last year to the San Diego, uh, sorry, Los Angeles Chargers. There you guys it knew it was coming. It I got is. it out of the way somewhat early. Yep. Um, and I think their offensive line is is dog shit. Their skill position players outside of maybe Ramondre Stevenson. And um, Damian Harris are absolute dog shit. I don't care about Hunter Henry or Gianno Smith. Uh, their best wide receiver is Devontae Parker, who never gets open. Um, and Mac Jones isn't a guy who likes to throw into tight windows. This team is 
just talentless, honestly. A hundred percent. He's a hundred percent right because you're you, what you said was perfect because your two playmakers you have are both running backs, which need to split time in Damian Harris or Ron Stevenson. I mean, you have Jacoby Myers and Devontae Parker who are probably threes on what good teams. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So it's a one and a two there. Those are the, your one and two wide receivers and Hunter Henry uh, dealing with injury problems. And then John Smith is subpar as a tight end. Like, are they going to still run these two tight end sets and have Hunter Henry and John Smith? And the Patriots are going to try to win games in nine to seven, which is not going to happen in the NFL these days. By the way, boys, Matt Patricia is calling off or defensive plays. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Um, you know how I feel about that. <laughs> Still not welcome Matt, on the pod. As, as, he, as Tom calls him, Matty PP. Yeah, Matty PP with a little PP. They also brought Joe Judge back, too. So the the band is back together. The only problem is, is that band doesn't have Tom Brady or Gronk or a lot of other really good players. Nope. Yep. James White is out, too. The uh, only mm-hmm. guy no left. No Edelman, from... no Gronk. Yep. Uh, Dolphins, I, I, I'm right there with you, Sean. I think they win eight games. Patriots, I got it six. I, I just think they have more talent. Um, we're going to have to see how the head coach does there. I think two is going to be able just to win two more games than Mac Jones. That's all. Yep. I mean, everybody talks shit about the NFC East, but like, I think the AFC East is a cakewalk for the Bills. Oh, oh no yeah. doubt. Like I said, they're going to go six and L. I mean, I think the Bills are going to win possibly 14 games this year. I will say this about the Bills. I have them winning 12. That that secondary is concerning. And let's just remember that they did lose Brian Dable. Um, and there sometimes are those weird transitions, right? Like when you lose a key member of a coaching staff, which happens to good teams, is there going to be an adjustment? But I just think there's too much talent along with not a great division. Um, they're going to run away with this thing. But I, there are question marks on this team. There seems to be a... a general consensus running around that this team is like going to be the 07 Pats and I don't see anything close to that but they're going to be damn good no they're definitely going to be good but also you know just weather the storm until Tredavious White one of the best corners in the NFL gets back so then their secondary would be better 100% better but they do have a lot of holes in defense you know Michael Hyde is old um they don't really have – I mean, outside of the rookie they drafted last year, they don't have really many people that rush the passer. So, and also their running game outside of Josh Allen is – I mean, they drafted uh, Dalvin Cook's brother this year. I like him. I like him a lot. James Cook. But outside of that, Zach Moss and – Singletary. Uh, Devin, Devin Singletary have not been solid. So, they do have holes, but in that division, those holes don't matter. Agreed. No doubt. All right. Let's move on to the NFC North. Will, go ahead. That's the AFC North. AFC North. Sorry, my my bookmark has me covered up here. AFC North. Um, So at uh, fourth, I have the Fighting Mitchell Trubisky's, the Steelers finishing fourth. I have the Browns with, uh, I don't even know who their quarterback is. Jacoby Brissett. Exactly. Um, and then this might be a little flip-flop from both of you guys. I just feel a little let down from the Super Bowl. Are the Bengals finishing second and the Ravens finishing first? Well, shit, Will. I'm just going to continue to say same because I'm right there with you. I actually have the Bengals finishing first in this division, uh, Ravens finishing second. Browns, 8.5 wins, 
that was a head scratcher for me. Jacoby Brissett's going to be possibly Jacoby Brissett. It ain't going to be Deshaun Watson. Somebody's going to be playing 11 games. Uh, so I'm taking the under there. Steelers, I'm taking the over at seven and a half. I still think they're going to finish third. Uh, I trust Tomlin. I know their offensive line sucks. Um, and we don't know who the hell the quarterback is, but could that quarterback be worse than Big Ben over the last three years? I don't think so. Uh, Ravens, I have in second, ten and a half games. I'm taking the under there. Um, already injury problems, and the season hasn't even started. And then the Bengals, I took the over nine and a half. They got better, and they went to the Super Bowl last year. I mean, that's not that's not bad from Tom at all. It just uh, Super Bowl hangover. Is, is my thing, not the, what the Rams have, but uh, they definitely did get better. But, I don't know, the Ravens were still fighting for a playoff spot when they had, what, the most guys in NFL history on IR, and they were still fighting for a playoff spot. I think, I think And I, you said that they're fighting with injury problems now, which I understand, but Harbaugh finds a way to do it. You oh yeah, I, I definitely have them making the playoffs. I just think that the the Bengals are going to run train on this division, and they're going to be they're going to look even better this year. That's that's one of my I don't know even, I don't know if you call that a bold prediction. I I think that they're going to be even better this year. No, I don't I think, think that's a bold prediction at all. I mean, they got better. They made some big time additions, so I, that's fair. I, to me, I really wrestled with this one, and there's a lot that makes me feel like Cincinnati should win the division. But, Will, I, I'm kind of siding with you. Sometimes there is that little bit of a letdown. Let's not forget, they had some weird losses last year. I mean, they lost to Mike White and the Jets. They had some hey. other ones. They they took a while. Like, they, they really snuck up on everybody in the playoffs, knocking off the Titans and obviously eventually the, uh, the Chiefs. But, you know, the Ravens, to me, Lamar's in a contract year. It doesn't sound like this deal's getting done. So he's going to be playing – at an MVP-type level, in my opinion. You got Bateman, hopefully, for a full season. I, there's something about this team that I like to win the division and maybe get another win or two more. I don't. I also don't think the Bengals would mind being a playoff team um, as a wild card. I don't think that that bothers them because they, they went in last year and won all those games on the road. So the Bengals – sorry, well, go ahead. So, you know, the, the whole thing with the Ravens with all those injury problems, they bring up running backs from the practice squad that just play well. Like, would you be surprised Mike Davis is the opening day starter and he's rushing for 80 yards on 18 carries? And no, not shot? at all. Not at all. Exactly. It's, and, so be, it's, and it's crazy because he sucked last year, but I could do I could see him going back to his Carolina days where he was spelling uh, Christian McCaffrey. I have a question for you, boys. So the over-under for Cincinnati is 9.5. Are you guys taking the over or the under? What do you think, Will? Uh, I'm going to take 10. I, I'm, I'm sitting right at 10. I have the Ravens winning 11 and the Bengals winning 10. Yeah. Okay. So we're all we're all simpatico on the over. It's probably just the amount of wins. All right, let's move on to the. Can I just sorry? Go can ahead. Can I just bud. have us talk about the Browns for a minute? Because there's not a team that's been talked more about, and I mentioned this on the QB tiers, and I want to get you guys to talk a little bit more about it. Because do we know for sure that Sean Watson is just going to walk in there, and if they weather the storm, quote unquote, with the backup of Brissett and whomever else? that he's just going to walk in there and win every game and be electric and go to the playoffs and be a dangerous team. Cause I can set it on the tears show guys. He hasn't played in two years. Well, that's why I had, I think I had him lower than both you guys. And that, that, that was the main reason we had him in four. Walking after two years playing and then 11 games after, and just be the Deshaun Watson when he's lighting it up in Houston, where he's running for 85 yards and throwing mm-hmm. for two thirty. 
Yeah, that's why I'm slamming the under this year is because I do think Deshaun Watson, as long as he can get his off-the-field shit together, which, by the way, I've said a million times, I don't think that that whole saga is over, but we're going to keep it to on-field. Uh, I do think at some point he will come back and be the Deshaun Watson of old. I just don't think it's this year. Yeah, I agree. Also, uh, how soon until we see Kenny Pickett play for Pittsburgh? Um, week six. Good call. I feel like that's always the over-under for these rookie quarterbacks when there's a shaky guy. I'm going to go week four. Wow. I, don't, I mean, I don't if, if the Steelers start off 0-4, why not? What do you right. have to lose? Right. Yeah, if, you're right. If they, if they start losing, I mean, the thing about Tomlin is he doesn't have losing seasons, but this is probably going to be the first year to, to buck that trend. And to me, I, I think they're going to let Trubisky play until that bye week, and then you're going to start seeing that transition. Mm-hmm. All right, boys, you ready to move on to the AFC South? Oh, yeah. All right, well, lead us off. So um, I have the uh, Houston David Mills Texans at four. I have the Jaguars at three. And that might be a little different from you guys, but uh, I might be t- uh, testing Matty Ice. I have the Titans two and the Colts one. Jesus right there. Christ, Will. I don't think I've disagreed with you a single order on this entire <laughs> pod. I'm right there with you. <laughs> right there with you. Um, I got the Texans, four and a half wins. I'm taking the over. Jags, seven and a half wins. I'm taking the over. Titans, nine and a half wins. Slamming the under. And the Colts, nine and a half wins. I'm actually taking the over there. I think that's smart. Like I have the Texans winning five. Uh, I have the Jaguars winning six this year. I just think they're going to be a lot better. I like some of their additions. I the think Titans the Jaguars have... are going to win eight. Is that crazy? Yeah, okay. I like that. I mean, we 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 think, obviously, a little bit more that Trevor Lawrence is going to be is going to really come into his own this year with better talent and, obviously, a much better coach. I have the Titans winning nine. I don't like this team. They're about 500. I'll, I'll give them the one game over. And I have the Colts winning 11. This is a team that was really marching towards the playoffs last year before Carson Wentz just shit the bed. This team has a fuck ton of talent, and I think Matt Ryan's going to have kind of a renaissance year, actually, on a good team. Also, the thing with the Colts, Matt Ryan hasn't had an offensive line like this ever. Yeah, so, no doubt. We'll see that he never had a running back like this ever either. People, I mean, he doesn't have a Julio Jones. I mean, I think Michael Pittman's a stud, but Michael Pittman's going to be yeah. great. People, people talk so much shit about Matt Ryan, and like, is he going to be playing in your fantasy league? Unless you're playing in a twenty-team league or a two-quarterback league, no. But he is going to win games on this team, and he's going to be mm-hmm. uh, honestly a massive upgrade from Carson Wentz. And he's not going to—he's not going to be so volatile is the word I would use, which is like the definition of Carson Wentz. He's going to be steady Eddie. He's not going to lose your games. He's going to get the ball to Jonathan Taylor, and he's going to get the ball to Michael Pittman, his playmakers, and this defense is going to make a lot of plays. And this division, by the way, although I do have the Jaguars and Texans going over, it's not a very big number, it sucks. And honestly, I think the Tennessee Titans might win six or five games this year. I think they're in for a massive regression. I think David um, – sorry, what's his face? Uh, Derrick Henry is going to run out of gas at some point. I think he's being incredibly overdrafted in fantasy leagues. I think he's due for a, ma- for a major injury, and they have no weapons aside from that. Robert Woods, if you want to take him in a late round in your fantasy league because you think he's going to get 1,000 yards, fine. But by the way, he's coming off of an Achilles, and Tannehill is not that good as it is, and now he has nobody to throw the ball to. 100%. And my, my two questions here, and we'll get, we'll get to the AFC West shortly, but 
I feel like this division is just going to beat each other up. Regardless of how bad these teams are, they're just going to fight and they're going to claw. Agree. But also, my other question is, do we see Malik Willis this year? That's going to be tough. I think so. I really do, Sean, because that's how bad I think that the Tennessee Titans are going to be. Well, that's where it falls, right? To answer a question like that, you really have to feel very strongly about what this team could be. And I don't think they're going to be that bad. I, I don't think they're going to be very good. I think they're the, the time of them being a legitimate contender in the AFC is a long gone, and they should have capitalized when they had the chance. But they're a 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight team to me, which I don't think Malik Willis is, is going to come there because, again, is that good enough potentially to sneak in as that last wild card team? Because when we do talk about the West, there's no way three teams are coming out of there. They're just not. Anybody that says that, I couldn't disagree with that more. So then you're fighting with any team in the East and maybe one of those North teams for one of the three playoff spots or uh, wild card spots. But to me, Malik Willis is a year or so away. They're going to run it with Tannehill unless something completely changes. And Tom, it sounds like you believe that that's the case. I just think this team is Mike Vrabel, who won Coach of the Year last year, really elevated this team. I just don't think he has the talent to do it this year. They lost a lot of players. Everybody got older. And I, it's, Derek Henry's just, listen, the guy's a freak. I just don't think he's going to be able to hold up the entire season. He missed four games last year. I think he's going to miss at least six this year. And also, I mean, they had not a great – they had a very, very low-volume passing offense last year, and that's with A.J. Brown on the team as well as Julio Jones. Think about him what you want. At least in the first six games, teams were still keeping an eye on him. Think about the stack boxes this year. So my other question is, would you feel better if Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback of the Titans? No. No, I wouldn't. I, I think that's the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> the two yeah, of those guys. That's, 100%, that's accurate. That's that's a perfect point. Yeah, I, I I don't think I don't think Tannehill Tannehill. I mean, I don't remember where we had him in our quarterback tiers, but he's probably in tier three. Um, I don't think Tannehill brings you over the top, nor does Jimmy G. But I don't think he loses you games. I don't think he's their problem. I think it's kind of everything else. Yeah, and Henry's best days are behind them. You know, mm-hmm. like how 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 much longer can you give that guy? 30 carries and expect him to literally just be your entire offense. That's, that's hard. That's hard to ask. And running backs fall off cliffs. Agreed. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of making that call this year. Are you guys ready to move on to the AFC West? Cause Sean, I do have three teams out of that division making the playoffs. I could not disagree with that more, but yeah, let's go. I just think, well, we'll, we'll get into it then. Uh, Will, go ahead. Sorry. So, uh, I think Sean, we're not going to be, uh, in lockstep here, but, um, I have the Broncos finishing fourth, uh, the Raiders finishing third, Ooh. the Chiefs finishing second, and the L.A. Chargers oh my God. winning the division. Okay, so I definitely am not with you there. I have the Broncos at four, the Chargers at three, the Chiefs at two, and the Raiders at one. The only question I'll ask from you real fast, and then, Tom, give us your order. Will, you said on the QB tiers you wouldn't be surprised if Derek Carr could be an MVP candidate. How the hell is he doing that finishing third? I mean, how the hell does Alex Rodriguez win MVP when he plays for a team that wins 60 games in Texas? Different sport. 100% different sport. But I just feel like this division could beat each other up. I think the the Chiefs have the worst defense in that division. But I also think... Derek Carr is going to have almost an MVP caliber season 
but I also think he makes will make more mistakes than Herbert and Mahomes. If he does that, he's not even coming close to MVP. All right, Tom, go for it. I got the Raiders fourth, 8.5. I'm going under. I fucking don't care about Devontae Adams. Um, Broncos in third, 9.5. I'm going under. Chiefs, 10.5. I'm going over. Chargers, 10. I am going over. Couldn't believe they had an even number for a win-loss the day before the season starts. That was weird. Um, Yeah, I mean, for the Raiders, for me, it's been said on multiple podcasts, name me a wide receiver that switched teams big-name wide receiver that actually made an impact. Darren Waller's already hurt. Uh, half of the, the the Oakland Raiders, whatever they are, sorry, Las Vegas, Vegas. Raiders. Um, Twice. Yep. Kinda, they're like the Patriots. I mean, they just caught yet another first-rounder that they've drafted in the last couple of years. Another first-rounder's playing fucking special teams for them. I think they're an incredibly top-heavy team, and when injuries hit them, they are going to fall into the tank. And I, I just I don't see it. I really don't. Well, that's why I have them winning this division, honestly. I, I'm looking at it com- completely opposite. I think Devontae Adams is that big of an addition. And, and I think Carr has acquitted himself very, very well, and he'll take that next step. The Chiefs, their defense isn't good, but i got to give them respect at, at number two. The Chiefs Chargers made moves think- on defense, by the way. They got Chandler Jones. Uh, I think Frank, what's his face? Frank, whatever his name is, is going to have a Frank big comeback Clark. here. I, I like this defense. I know they lost Matthew, but at some point safeties fall off. Yeah, but you know the Chargers for me finishing third. And, Will, by the way, I'm with you on the Broncos. Um, and we'll talk about all these teams because this is by far the most you know interesting division, I think. But, you know, the Chargers have all this talent, and that's fine. They can't solve two problems. They can't solve the coaching problem who knows how to work a clock, no matter how good they are, and they can't find a kicker. So that's going to cost this team games. And I think when we evaluate win-loss records, we don't do a good enough job of talking about things like that that we see all the time cost teams game. Are they the more talented team on the number of occasions? Yes. But they're not the smartest. They're not the most disciplined. They're not the well best coach. And they don't seem to ever find a kicker who can make a big kick. I agree with that, too. I just, uh, I don't know. I just took a took the risk on the Chargers. You know, Josh Allen threw for over 5,000 yards last year. Uh, Josh Allen. Justin uh, Herbert. Justin Herbert. Yep. Uh, that's my first mistake. Catch it's okay. Um, but uh, Justin Herbert threw over 5,000 yards last year. You have Eckler. If Eckler's healthy, he's a game changer. Um, you have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. If Keenan Allen stays healthy, obviously, it's all about health, obviously. And they but, just got Gerald Everett as well. And you know Herbert yeah, likes Gerald to throw to the tight end also, when he had Hunter you know, Henry. he hasn't been the same since he left at that time Oakland. But I think Khalil Mack is a big addition with Bosa. Leo Mack and J.C. Jackson, by the way. Yep, yep, J.C. Jackson too. And I think that's a huge addition. And, you know, I just don't think the Chiefs would – there would be, what, double what, – what's the number two, Juju Smith-Schuster in Kansas City? I mean, I think, come on. I think I think Juju's going to have a great year. I think he's going to have over 1,000 yards receiving, and I think the Chiefs are going to hit their over, but I think the Chargers are going to win one more game than them. I just I really like what the Chargers did. Well, you mentioned a lot of their big additions. They also went out and got three run-stopping linebackers, which uh, I guess I'd put up there in their top three issues last year was stopping the run. I think they're going to be able to do that this year, and they're going to be able to be in the backfield every single play with a healthy Khalil Mack finally, as well as a Bosa. I just really like the talent on this team. I still believe in Staley. Hopefully he learned from his mistakes. The kicker problem, 
I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. Maybe the guy from um, what was that movie? The Replacements. The guy that uh, the British guy that liked to do a lot of drugs. Maybe he's out there. Um, but let's let's I, let's talk about the team that none of us like. I don't think uh, all of us had them lower. I have them squeaking into the playoffs just because I think that the AFC is kind of like the. Western Conference in the NBA where they were extremely top-heavy, and that's the Denver Broncos. I don't really like this team. It's just I had to pick between the Dolphins, uh, the Steelers, and the Titans to fill in that third playoff spot, so I just went with the Broncos. Uh, What do we think about them? I just think they're hyping that team up way too much. when, When somebody hypes up a team, they fall flat on their face. So... You know, I said it in our uh, tier thing where you guys bashed me for not having Russell Wilson before three. I'm like, it's a new offense. It's in a different state. He's not rushing around. Can he just stay in the pocket and throw instead of making plays where he scrambles around for 20 yards and then throws a Tyler Lockett wide open? That Tyler Lockett gets 37 yards on an eight-yard catch. So it's it's a different offense. I just don't – they have a good defense, but I just – that. That division, they're going to eat each other up. Yeah, and that's why I don't think that there could possibly be three teams because if you're you're just not going to be able to win enough games in division to to be able to win some of these tiebreakers that are going to happen come come week seven, week eighteen, right? So that's that's my argument. The, for the Broncos, yeah, I think Russell Wilson is still a really, really good quarterback. But do I also think his best days are behind him? Yeah, I do. He, he signs the guaranteed deal. Um, he's going to finish his career in Denver. They have pieces, obviously, on offense. This is a team that seems to just perpetually underachieve. But that's because outside of Peyton Manning, they can't find a quarterback, and they're trying to do it again with Russ. But I don't think they have nearly as much talent as the other three teams in this division, which is why I have them finishing fourth. Yeah, I have them finishing third just because I hate I I I just really don't like the Raiders. Um, but again, I, I could see your point, Sean, on the Raiders. I just I'm going to go the opposite way, completely against it. I love Hunter Renfro. Really like Darren Wall, though he's hurt. And obviously, I like Devontae Adams, but I I just don't see it with all those picks were wasted. I know they yep. have Crosby. Or yeah, is it Max Max Crosby? Yeah, and and a couple other guys, but I still I just don't see it with this team, especially in this division. Yeah, and that's fair. Um, you know, I, again, I I look at a team like like the L.A. Chargers, and I just it boggles my mind how a team who seems to always be really really good and far superior talent wise to a lot of teams that they play every Sunday lose games that they have no business losing because they have no idea how to manage a clock and they can't make a, a big time kick. I'm hoping my boy, my boy, my boy, Brandon Staley, you know, he went to class this year. Yeah, he better. <laughs> All right, boys, you want to go over the playoff order here? Yep. Let's do it. Go ahead. Will. Go for it, Will. So at uh, number one, I have the bills. I think everybody will have the bills at one. I have the Ravens at two, the Chargers at three, the Colts at four, the Chiefs at five, the Bengals at six, and the Raiders at seven. Okay. All right. I got the Bills one, 
I've got the Raiders two. I have the Ravens three. The Colts four. Then I have the Bengals as the lead wild card team. I have the Chiefs as the second wild card team, and then sneaking in by the skin of their fucking balls, the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I stared at them for a while. I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, I mean, it's an Alabama thing, obviously, Tom. Of course, it's a homer pick. Yeah, it's an Alabama. It's a slight. It's, it's a also, low key. It's also they should win enough games in that division to to avoid, you know, to get past again. That West that just has three, there's, it's going to be really hard for a third team to win enough games and get tiebreaker scenarios against teams in the East and the North. The only reason why I didn't take the Dolphins was because I took the under for their for their record at eight and a half, and it's just like, is an eight-win team really going to make the playoffs? Probably not. That's, no, that was not. kind of my logic there. Um, yeah, that's fair. All right. By the way... Um, Sean, should I tell Will that I'm thinking about becoming becoming a Miami fan all around? But um, yes, this I'm was only, an interesting. This I'm was only, an interesting comment. I will if I become a Miami fan before I buy any gear or start rooting for them. I will take a certification class there and get one of those stupid certificates with the U logo on it. But Miami's back. Chris Ball is the man. Look at this. Oh God. Hey, listen, I will not be a fraud, but let me list my order. I got the Bills first, Chargers second, Bengals third, Colts fourth, Chiefs fifth, Ravens sixth, and the Broncos seventh. I don't feel good about the Broncos pick. I get where you're coming from, Sean. Uh, For me, it was just I think the Dolphins are going to suck ass, and I hate Tua. Sorry. Um, All right, boys, let's move on to the AFC champs representing the AFC in the Super Bowl at State Farm Field. In Arizona, whatever it is, State Farm Stadium, I don't know. I have the Buffalo Bills. Yep, me too. I have the Kansas City Chiefs. I I really like the additions that they made. I know you poo-poo Juju Smith-Schuster, but when did Juju (laughs) Smith-Schuster play his best when he had somebody in front of him? That was letting him get open. He's going to have that this year with Travis Kelsey. Not to mention, um, like I, I know they got rid of Tyreek Hill, but he's a speedster. You get rid of that guy while he's still a little bit younger, and you build up the draft capital, and you build up your offensive line with all that money that you saved on him as well. Um, I hate their running backs, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe um, what's his face? Jarek McKinnon. No, I don't fuck with Clyde Edwards. Uh, maybe Jarek McKinnon or somebody else can come out of that backfield. If not, Mahomes is going to have plenty of time to throw the ball. Mahomes with more time. Give me him. They beefed up their defense. And listen, I'm hoping my guy Brandon Staley goes to Andy Reid and says, can you help me out with clock management? And Andy Reid's just going to say, listen, I sucked at clock management, but then I met this guy named Patrick Mahomes. You got somebody just like him. His name's Justin Herbert. 100%. Yeah, it's really interesting to me because the Chiefs seem to be a team that nobody's really talking about in terms of Super Bowl championship. And they, you know, I think they leave such a bad taste in everyone's mouth from how they blew that AFC championship game last year. And they kind of they 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 kind of resemble a team, right, where some of those Patriots teams where people are ready to move on. I think they reinvented still a themselves. Lot of hunger in that locker room. Yeah, no, I I think they reinvented themselves because before it was just like downfield, 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 no time for Patrick Mahomes. He's got a scramble and everything, and now he's got time, and he's got wide receivers that run 
outside of Marquez Valdez Scantling, really good routes that are going to be able to get open. And with Patrick Mahomes with that kind of time, I don't know, boys. Yeah, and the Bills to me, they they resemble kind of what the Chiefs were four years ago, right, Will? Like they're a team that's right there. They they lost a hard in the, in the playoffs. Right yep, like the like the Chiefs lost on that offside by D Ford against the Patriots when they outplayed them in that AFC Championship game. The Bills are right fucking there, and I think this is finally the time for them to break through. I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, another Chiefs Bills AFC Championship game, fire. Oh yeah. yeah. I think the AFC, especially the top of it, is so much better than the NFC. 100%. Yep, I don't think it's close. Yeah, I don't think that's uh, like so, speaking uh, out of who, school. Who are the uh, Bills slash Chiefs playing in the Super Bowl? Go ahead, Tom. Um, just to recap it, Super Bowl for me is the Rams against the Chiefs in Arizona. You boys want to give your picks? I don't really remember them. I think Sean had the Rams too. Yep, I have Rams, Bills, and I have the Bills getting this one. I have the Bills. Super Bowl. I have the Bills. Vikings. Bills getting that one. Oh God! If you took the Vikings, Talk about two tortured fan bases. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God! Somebody's going home and really having to have a hard look at themselves in the mirror after that game. I have the Rams against the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs on top again. Patrick Mahomes reclaims the throne. Love it. All right, boys. Super let's good. go over some. Individual awards. I went up and down here. I went every single AP award that was out. Um, looked at the odds and picked my guys. AP MVP. Who's your MVP this year, fellas? Uh, my MVP is Josh Allen. There you go. Yep, right there with you, Will. Makes a lot of sense. You guys got him winning the Super Bowl. My MVP this year is Justin Herbert. Oh, that's a good pick. Good pick for sure. AP Offensive Player of the Year. I went with Justin Jefferson. Mm, I'm right there with I, you, Will. He's going to have 2,000 yards this year. Ju- I went with Justin Herbert. Oh, okay. Mm. I thought you were going to go Jefferson, and I was going to just change everything because we're way too in on the Vikings again, and I'm I'm really getting nervous. Um, defensive player of the year, fellas? Go ahead, Sean. Micah Parsons, Will. <laughs> you motherfucker. Micah Parsons as well. I went Joey Bosa this year. Uh, it's kind of a trend. I, I like to do this, Sean. As you know, I like to stack individual awards with my with my uh, high winning teams. Uh, I but think, you have to, right? Yeah. If these guys are winning awards, I mean, you have your exceptions where the where you have your Khalil Max and guys doing mm-hmm. great things on bad teams. But for some of these major awards, generally, if they're these players are playing that well, they're probably contributing to a really decent team. Absolutely. All right. Will, give me your offensive rookie of the year. Oh, you're going to love this one, Tom. Brees Hall. Sean? I have Chris Olave for New Orleans. I have Brees Hall as well. I think he's going to rush for like 12, 1300. No, excuse me. You're not concerned at all about his preseason? No, no. They're playing playing coy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Will, go ahead and give me your defensive rookie of the year. Uh, I everybody would pick Aiden Hutchinson, but this one is for uh, Sean Kayvon Thibodeau. That would make me very happy. Um, but I think the I think the defensive player of the year is going to be playing on the other New York team, and I have Sauce Gardner. I love that. I have Kyle Hamilton. Ooh. Yeah, safety, Baltimore Ravens. All right, boys, give me your AP Coach of the Year. Uh, Doug McDermott. 
Whoa. Well, you think highly of the Jaguars, you know. The coach that does well there, right? I mean, after what a dumpster fire they've been. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point. If the Jaguars win eight games after the the debacle they have, why not? Yeah, I have McVay. I know it's an easy pick, but I have him going back to the Super Bowl this year, and I just think, you know, his value as a head coach for that team is so high. And I think he's only going to be more sure of himself after winning that Super Bowl. You guys will never guess who I have. He's actually favored in this in the odds. Brandon Staley. Ooh. Clock management professional. Yeah, I, yeah. I got I to gotta see a major turn of events there. First, no, I, of course. He single-handedly cost them like two or three games last year. Yep. And it wasn't even really clock management. It was just like, are, are you really going to go for it on every fourth down? Every yeah, fourth down? Yeah, literally. He's just pressing the triangle button on fourth down every time they run the hurry up. It's it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I think back to that Chiefs game where they lost by six and they had n- three field goals within 30 yards. They could have had nine points right there. It, I, I, I don't want to talk about going it. Going for it on fourth and six from his own 25 against the, uh, I think it was against the uh, Raiders. Yeah, I mean, watch that Raiders watch that Raiders fourth quarter alone and, and it's really making a hard case for me over here. Last last award, and then we'll wrap it up here. Maybe Will can give us uh, four of his picks because we're going to be giving ours out tomorrow. Um, comeback Player of the Year. Jameis Winston. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, I love that. Oh, my God, I love that. My it pants are so officially funny. off. It took a while, but my pants are off. Well, you can keep you can keep them off, Tom, because I'm doubling down. Oh, so wow. it's very fitting you and I agree on this again. I've got Jameis again. I think he's going to have a really good year. I, I want to jump on the boat with you guys, but I feel like that'd be kind of fraudulent. I'm just going to go with the guy I had written down. It's and I said take him first in your drafts. It's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad pick either. If he can stay healthy, he's statistically the best fantasy player of all time on a points-per-game basis. So. I was really tempted to go Saquon because he's going to be playing for a new contract. He's going to have a great year. We forgot how – we might be forgetting how dominant he was his rookie year. I just don't think this team's good, and that's going to cost him. Yeah, he's not going to get a lot – I mean, the, he's not going to have a lot of runs that are going to go for a lot of yards, and the, the passing game's going to be tough. So, all right, Will. Um you know the deal. Why don't you give us your four picks? I'm trying to pull up the um, on FanDuel the in live time the the lines for this week. You know how you know what the deal is. You get yep, the yeah, locals, the our locals, teams. and then yep. if you want to pick if you want to pick the Cowboys as one of your no, as one of your road no, I teams. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. All right. So I'll do the two locals. I have ESPN. I have the numbers on ESPN. Okay. Um, so I will take um, the uh, Baltimore Ravens minus seven at the Jets. Okay. All right. What happens if I told you that FanDuel has them at seven and a half? Does that change your mind? No. All right. No. Uh, I'm going to say 7.5. All right. Uh, um, and then scrolling. the other New York team, I will take the New York Giants plus five and a half in Tennessee. Love it. I, I mean, that pick kind of goes with what I said. I think Tennessee is going to suck pretty bad, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And now give us uh, give us your third pick, and then why don't you give us an honorary sperm bank pick of the week? Okay. So my third pick 
And you're ready for this. <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings plus one and a half against the Packers. Oh, I like that. I, you know, I feel like Rogers always gets off to a little bit of a slow start. The sky is falling, you know, I, and then he does that relaxing. I really like that. Go ahead and throw us a sperm bank pick of the week for Will. Sperm bank pick of the week sponsored by Philip Rivers and his 13 kids um, will be the Saints minus five and a half at Atlanta. Going on the road. And they're going to get that dub. I think what's Jameis Winston going to pull the W out of his mouth or whatever he does? Yep, he's going he's to pull the crab legs out right after the game. <laughs> oh, God. You took a Falcon game and a Viking game, the two cardinal sins, but you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm those are Sean's anti-teams. All right, boys. Well, this was fun. I am so fired up for this season. Um, thanks for coming on, Will. Anything else Absolutely, to say? boys. Um, no, I'm just ready for football season. i got to wait till Sunday night to watch my boys. It's all right. We got football tomorrow, and they're starting us off with a banger. Oh, absolutely. Uh, pound the over. Wow. You heard it here first. There all right, boys. I'm not going to say, what do they say for uh, Miami football? Go Canes or something? I'm not going to say that yet because I'm not an official student, but keep your eye out for some Miami gear for me. Yep. Uh, Sean, he's going to be wearing that U-chain when he intercepts the ball. I was just thinking if they still had that. So if they do, we'll be looking forward to it. Yeah, he'll be wearing the U-chain around town. Yeah. (laughs) All right, boys. Forget the the wedding ring. He'll be wearing the (laughs) U-chain. Yeah, no wedding ring. That's the only jewelry I want is the the turnover chain. There it is. All right, boys. All right, right, boys. Thanks, Will.